And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Broadcasting live from the heart of Texas. You can download our Red Eye Radio app. Yeah. If you wish, mm-hmm. and if you can't listen live overnight, you can listen when and where you want. And thank you. Even in the great state of Texas. That's right. That's right. I still get that. People go, where do you guys broadcast from? Texas. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Still get that. I'm not sure where you guys, I don't think you're in Washington, are you? We broadcast from our hearts. <laughs> and our souls. That's right. <laughs> we broadcast from home. Home is where the heart is. All right, now let's move on to more serious topics. Yeah. So what do you think? Is Chris Christie uh, going to be president? No. Yes. <laughs> He's not going to be president. <laughs> he said he will announce within the next 60 days what his choice is. <laughs> okay. I know. I saw that yesterday, and I knew you were laughing. Yeah. I just said, well, "I know Eric's laughing." Like, I just, like sixty days, sixty days. I could understand where they, where he might say, "Okay, I'm going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks whether or not I'm going to run." Sixty days. My gosh, you know how much worse inflation will be then? You know how many things will change between now <laughs> and 60 days? 60 yeah. days? You know what I wondered? I thought, okay, um, I don't think that he would be offered or would accept a cabinet position uh, with if Trump were to win. Mm-hmm. I just don't see them mending their relationship. But I wondered about, okay, what if DeSantis uh, runs and wins? Would he would he take that? Then I thought, well, wait a minute. Does anybody want a cabinet position? Does anybody want uh, the first – actually, the first thing I thought of was attorney general. 
would he want to head up the DOJ? And then I thought, mm, I I don't know that that he would want that. I I'm not sure. I don't know who wants to serve in a cabinet position going forward. I think Trump is going to have trouble finding people that are willing to serve because essentially if you're serving in the Trump administration, you could easily become his enemy. Well, if in you a heartbeat. Ser- tell me who you know, if you serve as the attorney general, you're the head of the Department of Justice. Right. Uh, there wasn't anyone that Trump liked. No, no, no. Within a, you know, within a few months. Look, in. I, I would say the Department of Justice is such a mess right now. Who wants to walk in and clean it up regardless of who the president is? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's... no, no, I'm Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was I was trying to think yeah, of no, that's wait, no, I'm trying to think of anybody I'm going that oh, would, yeah. Rudy Giuliani. Right. Look, I I wouldn't mind you know seeing someone like uh a Ted Cruz uh gosh, um a number of people that I think have the legal mindset that would be necessary I, I don't to see serve that. in that position, but I don't I don't see that a- happening. After Waco, he got booed. Yeah, you know he they mm-hmm. he brought him up, you know, yeah, yeah as yeah, Ted yeah. Cruz. So yeah, yeah, I I, right, I just don't right, think right. that would happen. No, no, no. If Trump becomes president, I don't I don't think I don't. Oh, think, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 no, about, okay. No, no. All right. No, I mean in general, and just wanting to take that position, regardless of who the, you know, president is, and of course for Ted Cruz, it would have to be somebody uh, that's a Republican that would uh, that would uh, yeah. nominate him. But I I don't a, a Trey Gowdy. Who wants to go in and clean up that mess, as as much of a mess as it is? No, I, I think I think Trey Gowdy's done. I think Trey Gowdy wants yep. to be in the private nope. private sector in the media. I think yeah. he I think he uh, enjoys it. I, seeing him the other day. Now I've only seen the Sunday. Or is it the Sunday show? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. I forgot which is which yeah it is. Sunday. Right. I, I only saw that a couple times. I mm. wasn't too impressed. I was like at times. He was just too wishy-washy. It was like we have yeah, an opinion right, yeah. now. When he was on, uh, we played him on with uh, uh, with uh, Britt Hume and Jonathan Turley. He was exceptionally strong. He was yeah. he was a Ted Gowdy, Ted Gowdy, Trey mm-hmm. Gowdy <laughs> that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. And yeah, yeah. and so you know maybe I th- I think probably you know you and there is a there is a certain freedom if you're in politics or you're in the media. One of the reasons I'm I love doing this is because there is a certain freedom to express what you believe without any political peer pressure at all. I mean, it exists, but it you know you we've we've gotten you know peer pressure uh, uh, we've got pushback before on from probably from the time I've been in talk radio I got pushback. Because if Republicans screwed up, I said Republicans screwed up. Mm-hmm. And eventually people understand that's what you're about and then they accept you. But initially, you know, there has always been there's always been part tribalism that has existed, uh, I think, in any media where you're promoting your opinion. Yeah. Especially yeah. from the night, maybe, yeah. you know, before modern talk radio and modern talk radio to me came in in 88 when Rush came in. Right. You know, before that was to me, not that, you know, modern was the format is what I'm discussing, the mm-hmm. format of where 
it became, you know, conservative versus liberal. And then if it was a conservative station, then it became tied much more to the Republican Party. And the liberal stations became that used to be around for a short period of time, be, you know, became identified with uh, the, uh, the the Democrats. Um, but um, there is that freedom that you like. And I can only imagine if you're in politics and get into the media and you can just let her rip. There is a there is a night there is a freeing aspect to that. I've had politicians tell me that who have got into talk radio, but most don't stay in for a long time. But they mostly like to get into talk radio is work and it takes most of your day. <laughs> yeah, right. To to do to do a hit or a show once a week isn't the same thing. And you have producers, and a lot of that is, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about when Trey Gowdy first took over a show. It's like, well, is he directing it, or do they have an executive producer that's saying, here are the guests and here are the topics? Right, yeah. And that is less enjoyable if your goal is to just tell people what you think. Mm-hmm. And so, but... um uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Christie getting in, he's now, he's in the media. Mm-hmm. You see him now. Yeah. He's on the, yeah. he's on, uh, is it this week? Mm. Yeah. Is it this week that he's yeah, on? Yeah, and you see him every yeah, once you see in a while on, on and, CNN or yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, you know? so he's, he's on there uh, uh, doing it. I right. think he will only run if DeSantis says he's not. If DeSantis mm. is in, I don't think Christie will run. Okay. Yeah, you could be right on that. Because the only option, if the only option, uh, you know, if, if the, only, the only option besides Trump would be Christie at that point, and he is most well-known. Think about this, though. I was just, I just, just popped into the top of my head a minute ago while we were talking about something else here quickly. But um, was Christie... Was was Christie DeSantis before DeSantis? Remember, people forget because we live in the bubble of today. Don't judge me yet. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people before, no, Christie wasn't. When Christie first came in, he was much like DeSantis. Remember how blunt he was. You know, you and I talk about the one time we was talking to the firefighters union. Mm-hmm. I mean, he challenged them straight on and said, I didn't lie to you. They did. He was pre- I, now he didn't. Now, remember, he didn't have the opportunity to accomplish nearly as much as DeSantis did mm-hmm. being from a much more liberal state. But his attitude when he first got in. Was probably louder than DeSantis is. Yeah. Yeah, there was greater focus yeah. on it, and but he sort of, but but he, he just he he melted. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Is that it's one thing to have that approach in your presentation or your back and forth in the media. Mm-hmm. It's another to do the job and deliver as a conservative in the way that I think DeSantis has delivered. Well, yeah, because the the major. That's why I said at the beginning yeah. when he yeah. came in. Because DeSantis, you could say, you you can make the argument DeSantis made Florida a Republican state mm-hmm. when it was yeah. a when it was a toss up state that could have very well gone with just a few thousand votes could have gone, uh, you know, uh, to a you know much more Democrat. Yeah, and DeSantis changed the 
And so he was able to actually convince people because of how he promoted it. And he wasn't a Christie. Christie still, I mean, was more, I think, more animated. Uh, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying he was more animated mm-hmm. than a DeSantis. Yeah. DeSantis doesn't seem to jump into the fire. I mean, he jumps into the fire by what he promotes just himself, but he doesn't seem to jump into any fire. In fact, he waits for the questions to come to him, and then he's just responding to the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, you know, the blunt approach, uh, very much like DeSantis, um, but just ultimately the mm-hmm. ability to, and look, he's not going to change his state. He wasn't about to change his state in that way, and that's likely never going to happen in a big way. But I think you could make the case that at that time for him to be governor in that state and also to be, to have that approach was a was an accomplishment in and of itself. That's something that maybe I think a lot of, um, a lot of people didn't see coming and it didn't last. No, but I, you know, and it makes you wonder, okay, where's, where's Christie going to go? What do you, what do you offer? That's if you're going to jump in, what are you going to offer? That's different. If, if it's just him and Trump and a few others, then okay, I'm not Trump. But if he's going to jump in with the entire pool and DeSantis is in, you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. Although when I say DeSantis, uh, I, I said DeSantis jumps into the fire when he when he promotes anything he believes in, mm-hmm. but he does it in a much more workman type way, solving the problem way. This is what we're going to do. And then what causes the firestorm is normally him responding to a liberal's question. That's what goes viral. Mm-hmm. Him talking about the new plan of what he's going to do normally is very sedate. Yeah. Right. And then it's the question and answer period where, boom, that it normally hits. Mm-hmm. Where I think up front, Christie in the beginning, people forget how popular he was. Republicans were excited about Christie when he first got into to being New Jersey governor. Now, it was said he's not going to accomplish much because it's impossible with the Democrats in that state. Mm-hmm. But there was excitement, mm-hmm. you know, for Christie when he first got in. Yeah, sure. But not anymore. I don't think that exists in, no. the, in the GOP in general. I no, don't think there's no. a calling for him to run. No. He might see it simply as an opportunity to get up and debate Trump on stage, which I could see someone like him or a Mitt Romney doing. Though, you don't have to have a debate stage to do it. Oh, no, I, I'm i wondering in the back of my mind if Mitt Romney is considering a run. I don't think he is because I don't hear any buzz about it. The question really about Mitt Romney is, is really, is, is he going to run again? For Senate. Did you see my eyes roll around my head, mm-hmm. spin, go, Yeah. When you said his name. No, I think if Mitt Romney were to run for president again, I think the only reason he'd be doing it is to give 
Trump grief on a debate stage. Yeah. Because there's no calling for him either to run. 866-90-RED-EYE. There may be a little bit of promising news in the Agriculture Department's new forecast for grocery store food prices. For the most part, our forecasts showed milder increases than last month. USDA economist Matt McLaughlin says this time a month ago he was forecasting grocery store food prices this year would end up topping 2022 by an average of just over 8.5%. In this month's forecast, though... We have an expectation that prices will increase by 7.8%. But that's the midpoint of a pretty large range of possible outcomes. Matt's forecast shows that grocery store food prices could possibly rise from last year by only 5% or by as much as 10.5% during 2023. So, this early in the year, the range of possibilities is wide, but the overall trend so far seems to be a general cooling of food price inflation. McLaughlin did lower some forecasts from last month for fresh fruits and vegetables, and he expects beef may actually cost less this year. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find Great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. In Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690. Right? The discussion was continuing. We were talking about, uh, you know, will Pompeo run? And and just talking about if DeSantis uh, won, who would he pick for a vice president? We we know that if it's Trump, you know, all the talk is, you know, Carrie Lake. But, right. you know, we'll, we'll, who knows whether that would come true or not. Right, but right. DeSantis, yeah. you were like, oh, Pompeo? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. If if you go with the move, basically the move since Bush-Cheney has been, you bring somebody in with foreign relations experience. Now, keep in mind, 
And you have to, well, does that mean that Obama chose Biden for his foreign relate? Yes. That's exactly why he chose him. Now, he was weak in that area. Yeah. <laughs> horribly weak <laughs> in that area, but it is why he chose him. And so if that is to be the case. Uh, I don't know. I, I, now, it, I, it wasn't I, the I case would, with Mike Pence. I, I would disagree. I think Biden knows a tremendous amount about the world. He's done business with all of it, <laughs> He's with almost everybody, hey, it seems like. Hey, Jack, I've been doing business with and, all these nations. And his family and his family has helped him, too. Just look look at my bank account. Just yeah, look at my so. bank account. Um, these are serious business, not a joke. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> if, and it wasn't the case with Mike Pence, you know, and Trump. Right. I think with Mike Pence, it's get a guy who never says anything. Because the president will be saying plenty for everyone. Just get a guy who can smile and wave. Uh, No, but for, I think for, if you're looking for foreign relations uh, advice from your Veep, then for DeSantis, Mike Pompeo would definitely be a, a good pick. Now, is Pompeo going to announce he was talking about uh, Russia and Ukraine, and I think he made had some comments about Syria and Iran, um, and it appears that he's, you know, at least putting out some feeler, feelers as to wh- whether or not he uh, he's going to run. But I think that would be, I, I think that would be a smart pick. Aside from that, Condoleezza Rice. You know, but I don't think she wants in on no, that. I no, no, don't think she's no. gonna. No, you know, she's she's trying on she's trying day. to become NFL commissioner. Yeah, that's what which is great too. <laughs> <laughs> it's that also wouldn't be a bad thing. That would also be a great thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know where that goes, but it's interesting to look at it. What it might look like the GOP primary pool by the end of August of this year. Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. You know who I think will someday be a future Republican presidential candidate? I did tell you off the air. Yeah. (laughs) And it is? Byron Donalds of uh, of Florida. Yeah. I I hope so. He, He is... To me, and again, we all have our own personal biases about how we wish to see somebody communicate, mm-hmm. but he is, and, and he's from, um, he's been a uh, congressperson since uh, 2020, mm-hmm. and from the state of Florida, uh, Fort Myers area uh, district, he was a Democrat until 2010. Mm-hmm. But he was in banking and finance and things like that. Yeah. 44 years old. And I have been, you know how it's been. You've been doing the same thing that I've been doing on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There are so many Republican committees now 
there is, I, I've got, and we'll play some later in the week, probably some with the uh, Representative Donalds. Yeah. Uh, we can't get to them all because there's there's so much great audio out there, but we, we will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But he is just stellar. I mean, just absolutely stellar, uh, has everything down. He has uh, conviction. He's he's got conviction. He's got conviction. But he's but he he's able to connect the dots yep. on yep. everything. Yep. Especially a lot of uh, things financial, and like I said, he is just to me, he is the most because we're always looking for you know who are the new Republicans. Right. You know who yeah. are the new Democrats? Right. We've asked that question. Who are the new Democrats? Yeah. And yeah. the new Democrats are the AOCs and mm-hmm. the Squad, and mm-hmm. every new Democrat seems to be. An insane Democrat. Mm-hmm. Byron Donalds is just, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, man, wow. Yeah. You, you've got a great political career. I can't believe that he lost. I think he lost the first time out. Um, yeah, 2018? To see here, he, uh, uh, he ran successfully in, uh, in 2012. And then he represented the 80th district in the Florida House of Representatives from 2016 to 2020. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then then he then he ran for Congress. Yeah. But he's just I mean so in extremely knowledge extremely knowledgeable and very quick and always has an answer always yeah. has a comeback yeah. that is a legit comeback where you say well this guy's doing his homework. And and it's you know that's where that conviction is because when you believe in something you strongly believe in something a set of principles and morals and uh, those those things come through when you're speaking when you're asked a question about how things should run or what's going on or what you believe then you can answer to anybody anywhere and there is you can tell. With Donald's, there is no one who can intimidate him. I'm, I'm reading this. During the campaign in 2020, he described himself as a Trump-supporting, gun-owning, liberty-loving, pro-life, politically incorrect black man. Mm. He stated his support for economic freedom, clean water, nuclear power, and decreased government involvement in health care. He opposed the Green New Deal. Uh, in November general election, he defeated Democratic nominee Cindy Banier. Uh, Donald said he would focus on policy related to water quality in Southwest Florida. Uh, I will say this, though. When you read that, you say, okay, is this somebody just, you know, Trump-supporting, gun-owning, liberty-lover, pro-life? You know, you're wondering. You read that and you is say... He's saying all the key words to get elected. Right, all the yeah. key words, but it's right. like, okay, is he just a is he just a Trump loyalist or is this is this guy really good and really his own person? He's really good, and he's really his own person. You just listen to him in an interview or any setting where he's speaking, and you yep. really don't. It doesn't take long to no. know. And, and the more I see, the more I say he's going to run for president someday. Yeah, I and, hope so. And he is. He's just he. He has it. Yeah. He just I and I don't say that. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I said that mm-hmm. about any. You know. Uh, any politician this early in their you know this this early in their their stage of of politics right right 
Well, you know, we've had the conversation about Ramaswamy and, and others who yeah. are so articulate, mm-hmm. but but passionate about conservative principles and very direct. You know, those are the things that are required these days. These aren't people who are walking on eggshells. These aren't people who back down when faced with a question. No, Each I, of them no. are very proactive in in the way that they approach you know, making their points, speaking in public, doing an interview, whatever the setting is, you have no questions as to how they believe or or, or why they believe the way they do. And, and you know something, and that's you know, but and you 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 look at, for example, because you and I, you know, say, uh, you know, will Mike Pence run? And the mm. question is why, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, we know that he's a social, we know that he's a social conservative. Mm-hmm. But has he articulated specifically about things like banking and uh, 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 the, you know, uh, environmental things? I mean, to the specifics, right. I see somebody like a Byron Donalds and this, he does. Well, yeah. no, this isn't good because of this, 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 and this. This isn't good because of this, 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 and this. You know, you can look at Pence and say he's extremely professional. He has that professional image. But people want more than professional image. Yeah, right. Yeah. They want people that number one, are driven to a conservative ideology, but it's not just rhetoric on conservative ideology. They're allowed to, they're, they're not, not that they're allowed, they are able to point out and connect all the dots on every single issue from energy to whatever. Yeah. yeah. This is the way it should be here. This way it should right. be there. Now, Ramaswamy, I've seen him promote the political conservative ideology. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him connect the dots as much as I want when it comes to the issues of the day and totally related to why, you know, being a, the conservative libertarian he is, why his way is the best way. He may end up doing that. Mm-hmm. I like what I've seen so far, but I think that what the Republican Party is looking for and probably a lot of independence in the future, and I mean beyond now, I mean the next decade, is to bring up those four or five issues, but you win them slam dunk. Because you're able to connect the dots and it makes sense. It makes scientific sense. It makes common sense. It makes financial sense. And people say, okay, this person knows what they're doing. I want them. Right. No, uh, that's, that's you know, an, another big part of it is is the confidence when they speak. Right. You should have that kind of confidence every time you're on stage. The one thing you can say about Donald Trump is when he walks onto a stage he owns the room. Now, that comes from decades of experience in doing what he does. When you're when you're a political force, you have to do that to the extent that people have the confidence in you, especially if you're running for president. They have to have that confidence that you can be a strong commander in chief. At the end of it, people want that security blanket knowing that you're capable of finding the right people, picking the right people, uh, and and also leading this nation in a way that especially a commander-in-chief leads. You know, I, I saw part of Trump's speech in Waco. Yeah. One of the things I thought was, give me something new. Hmm. It's almost yeah. like you go to see the band that you love, mm-hmm. and it's like, show me something new. Right. Now maybe some people just some people just wish to see her the same old hits again, 
I don't. Well, and, in order and, to, and, it, yeah. and it wasn't, it was not as exciting as when he first came in. Yeah. And the, yeah. the, the, the fact is, yeah, he can still own the room, but there were times when he would pause or drift off. And I'm like, get to the point, mm-hmm. you know, the drifting off back, you know, back in 2020, remember we've been through it twice already. This is the third time. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. the exact same thing that I've gotten. And it's like, I want something new. Well, especially if you're, you know, trying to, you're, you, you got to convert people that have never voted for you and you're going to have to offer something beyond what you have done. But you know, the, the things too, that I like, or that I expect to hear is repeating of the accomplishments. No, I you still know? don't hear that enough. I still hear, I hear it. Look, he's been a, he's been a victim of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he's trying to form to form or create the opinion and convince people that he's a victim of all Republicans, too. Mm-hmm. When they took off at DeSantis the way that they did, he's a rhino. He only does interviews with they're trying to portray him as a Hillary Clinton. It's not going to work. And I right. went, that's what you used against somebody like Hillary or Biden. And now you're trying to use it against DeSantis. Been there, done that different situation evolve yeah right evolve evolve your message to give me something new you know for hope for the future i'm viewing this as a political analyst by the way that's how i do everything when i view these things but i didn't find it and when he keeps drifting off to other topics and then eventually comes back mm-hmm. then not a fan of that anymore yeah not a fan. then they're done that it, and you know because He's the only person who is not an incumbent, but has some of the benefits of being a, you know, a proven president. Absolutely. And so you have to stand on that foundation and build even further on that. And, and that's what you want to hear. You want to hear those things of, you know, the issues of today and what, and what's going on and what you're going to repair because you're not coming in to repair what DeSantis has done. You're coming in to repair what Biden has done. And again, DeSantis, I don't know how DeSantis is going to come across. That's a great unknown. I have no idea in a big rally, how DeSantis is going to come across. Don't know. And, and how that will come across with the Republican party. Right. Because he hasn't been in those areas yet. That's still to be seen. Yeah. But for most people, when he gets out there, that will be the first impression that they've had of him. And then that constant impression that they'll get for what the next year and a half or whatever, if he decides to run here, you know, announce it in the next month and a half or two, mm-hmm. it'll be for another year and a half. Then you'll say, okay, by the time it's election day or the time the primaries come a year from now, you will have been able to, I think, uh, you know, come up with an idea of how he would be as a, as a, powerful leader yeah based on and it's based on rhetoric and it's based on your you know how forceful you are and also based on it's a combination of desantis i'm the guy who'll get the job done with an excitement of a new america yeah right right i mean i'm throwing that out as rhetoric and new america but Mm -hmm. i mean that's what this is where it's going to be different it'll be a new america because here's where we're heading here Right. New Republican Party, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. and that's still to be seen whether he can do that. And I don't no, know whether he can. A, that's a I don't, huge undertaking. Yeah, I don't it's, know whether he can. Right. 
Uh, reputation in, on, you know, on the inside is one thing. Yeah. You're, again, like Trump, he has to go out and convert people who haven't heard his name as much or don't know of him as much and haven't considered him at all in terms of voting for him. And one more, Nikki Haley, just nothing. Yeah. Just nothing. It's like, why yeah. are you running? Right. Yeah. Not, and there's... and all of them have this massive uphill battle of building the donations, building yep. the money. Yep. And you'll start seeing that probably at about the end of May. You'll start seeing where that money is headed. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Cronin. I'm Gary McNamara. I'm just checking very quickly here, the New York Post. To see if anything is uh, up about uh, the uh, the grand jury, and I don't see anything. Yeah, I just quickly went through because that's the one thing you want to know. I mean, uh, and I didn't see anything yesterday about okay, the grand jury is going to meet today, and they have a witness, right? So is that because it's Sunday and nobody's working, so they announce it in the morning? Yeah, and I guess it could also depend, you know, on the cooperation of the witness if the witness is available uh, or is suddenly not available could change everything and it also could be um you know that the grand jury looks at it the foreman looks at it and and says we want to review other things um after last week everything is up in the air on this it really is the entire case as weak as it was is even weaker and so i don't know where you know where you go I don't know if they just go through the process here of hearing this last witness uh, or not. You know, Trump told reporters on Saturday night that uh, he's already dropped the case. Uh huh. He didn't say what led him to believe it, but he just said, I think they've already dropped the case. Mm. That's interesting. A week after saying, I'm going to be indicted next week. (laughs) He's saying, no, they dropped the case. But he could be right. Uh, We just don't know why he said it. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.